Do you know that Psalms is uh, the, bo- the book in the Old Testament which is quoted more, freque- more frequently than anything else in the New Testament. Uh, and so we're going to be looking into the Psalms and seeing what that can tell us, what it can teach us. It is, of course, inspired by the Holy Spirit, just because it's in the Old Testament. Sometimes we, we sort of think of it as being second class. This is God's word for us. This is the language of the believer's heart. So I'm going to ask you some questions, first of all. I'll just get my um, Prezi ready. Okay, we're on. So the question for you this morning is, how are you, how are you feeling? Do you need to come and look at the storms? Do you feel burdened down with affliction? Is that something which you found difficult in this past week? Are you struggling with temptation? Is there something which Satan is getting it at you with? Maybe you're thankful for God's deliverance from something which has been uh, a real problem for you. Maybe you're just admiring God's perfectness. Grateful for his mercies. Maybe you're meditating on the truths of God's word. Maybe you're just delighted to be in his service and living for him. And so, so much more, we can come and we can find in the Psalms something which can address uh, those feelings, those situations which we find ourselves in. We find expression for how we feel, how we wish to progress, and how to share with our Heavenly Father. The views expressed in the Psalms will help us, help us pray, they will guide us into our next steps, and they will provide words to clothe our very feelings. We think the book of the Psalms was probably uh, put together around 400 years before Christ, um, after the exile, around about, as I say, 400 years, at the time of Ezra, possibly by Ezra. And we're going to read the first Psalm um, together now. The psalmist says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, and the way of the wicked will perish. So Psalm 1 gives us an introduction to the whole book of Psalms. It sets the scene, so to speak, as to what the Psalms are really all about. It tells us how to live day by day as a child of God and experience his love and his blessing. It also provides a contrast between those who love God and those who do not. We read the word blessed or blessed many times in the Bible. And it's the very first word in the book of Psalms. 
Its easiest meaning is probably happy, blissfully happy, contented. If you imagine a gospel choir singing happy day, they all look pretty happy. Perhaps more meaningful, it means divinely or supremely favoured. Those words just feel such a blessing that we are divinely or supremely favoured. And of course it's not gender specific. The Bible uses the word man, but it really does mean everyone. It includes men and women, boy and girl. This psalm talks about two types of person. There are those who walk, stand or sit in places which are not good for us. I don't want to dwell today on on that aspect of the psalm. For those who are called sinners, wicked and mockers, the psalmist is talking of those who don't love the living God and who don't want to follow his ways. And whilst we can learn from them, I want to focus this morning on that other group of people which I think includes most of us here this morning, those who love God, who want to know his blessing, and want to walk in relationship with him. The first couple of verses tells us how important the Bible is, the word of God is. Verse 2 says, His delight is in the law of the Lord. I read that, reminding me of Psalm 119. You probably know that that's, it's the longest psalm with 176 verses, and every single verse points us to the Word of God. It talks about the law, His Word, His promise, and many other descriptions, but every verse talks to us about the Bible. Many of us will know that well-known verse, 105, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Thank you. The Bible believes in itself. Although actually written, scribed by men and women, it is, of course, the word of the living God. It's about God, it's from God, by God, and it's full of God. Please read me, it says. Consume me, inwardly digest me. Don't do anything without asking me, it cries out. It's though through feeding on his word, that we have stability in our lives and fruitfulness in our service. Verse 2 goes on to use that word meditate. On his law he meditates day and night. What do we mean by meditate? I think we, we have a feeling that we should be thinking. Perhaps we discuss with ourselves. We chew it over in our mind. We perhaps argue the fors and against of the amazing lessons and teachings of this book. Not only the Psalms, but, but the whole Bible. We're to meditate, we're to have that conversation with ourselves and with God as to what it really means. And that's why his Holy Spirit is given to us, to enable us to understand what it really means. The Bible really should rule our actions It's where we go for guidance. It should be the source of our comfort. If we're in a time of of difficulty, it's a place where we find comfort, where Jesus tells us that our yoke is easy and his arm is wrapped around us. 
It should give direction to our lives. At those key times in particular, a new job, our partner, our husband, wife, a place to live, perhaps the church that we should attend, the friends we make, how we spend our money. These are all vital parts of our life and yet we need to communicate with our God and through the Bible we're able to do that. I just asked it, do we all meditate like that? Do we consider each of those and many other aspects of our life and read his word and talk to him for guidance? The blessedness or happiness And even in verse 3, it talks about prosperity. It's not primarily about health and wealth. It's about the assurance and the experience of living under the guardianship and faithful care of a loving Heavenly Father. To prosper is to accomplish what is planned and intended. It's not just to fill your boots. It's to know God and to know what he wants for you. This is the creator of the living universe inviting us to be embraced by him. Share our lives with him. Enter into a real relationship with him so we can walk hand in hand. And then in verse 3, we have this great analogy of a tree. What a great picture this is. We can all figure what a tree is, but I want us just to note one or two things about Uh, This particular verse, let me just read verse 3 again. It's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season. Note the plea is the tree. Not the plea. The tree is planted. Do you have things in your garden which you haven't actually planted? Maybe a little apple seed has grown up, or maybe a thousand one seeds have grown up. They've not been planted. God has planted us in places where we will benefit. So God has planted us in a place where we can be continually fed. We're planted by streams or rivers of water. We're not in a pot of stagnant water. It's not just water. We are in a place where there is life-flowing streams and rivers of water. And that's where we will grow and develop. It's important to notice, it's not particularly specifically mentioned in this psalm, but our walk with God is also dependent on us being filled with his spirit. We can't just stand in the water and think that's fine. We need to be daily filled with his Holy Spirit. We need to walk in maturity with our God. Each one of us has been given gifts by our God. Gifts that we need to use and we need to develop, exercise. We can't just stand in the water and hope it'll all be fine. But all trees should have some fruit. Remember Jesus saw that fig tree which didn't have any fruit and he decided it was not worth anything and it was cut down. Let's look to each other and to ourselves to bear fruit. The tree had deep roots, it was sturdy, it continually grew. 
as as we look around at each other, we must ask ourselves, are we continuing to grow in God's grace and in service for him? Are we the same as we were yesterday or last week or a year ago? Or are we still growing in him? That's what trees do. That's what we're encouraged to do here. And bearing fruit. That is probably the the key message that I would like us just to dwell on. Let's read this psalm. Oops, sorry. Let's read this psalm again and again. It's only short, but it's where we get those encouraging words of feeding on the living God and bearing fruit. God bless you.